Hi and welcome to episode 36 from the Cloud Avengers podcast channel. My name is Richard Morrell. Today we're going to be talking 10 gen. We're going to be talking NoSQL and specifically we're going to be talking with Ross Lawley. Now Ross is the senior solutions architect over at 10 gen. You could also call him an evangelist, if you will. But he's a very, very technical guy, understands his topic matter inside and out. We'd already done a podcast early last year with Tim Marston talking NoSQL and big data. Tim and I go way back, used to work at Red Hat with me. So that podcast got a lot of traffic, I think about three, three and a half thousand downloads. So this podcast, as I said, we recorded at Fosdem in Brussels. It was an opportunity to get deep into, into NoSQL, talking about big data and you know, I hope the podcast comes across okay. The audio quality isn't as good as we would have liked because of the recording conditions we had. I've already explained that with the other podcasts. Come back next week. I've got another podcast lined up with John Mark Walker talking about Gluster 3.4. And I'm recording with John Maddog Hall in Cambridge on Monday. Don't miss that one. Thanks, guys, for listening. Come back soon. Now, when we get to uh, FOSDEM, we end up with five and a half thousand geeks and hackers, and we have the opportunity to reach out to friends and partners in the community. And I've got Ross from TenGen from MongoDB sitting next to me. Ross, introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Ross Lawley. I work for TenGen as a driver engineer on the Python and Scala drivers. A driver engineer. Okay, explain. So basically my job is to work on Python and Scala so you can interact with MongoDB natively from your Python or Scala stacks really. Originally I was a Python developer and that's how I got in but last year I took a, a functional, uh, functional programming course by Martin Adersky and got really interested into Scala and have taken over working on the Scala driver Martin's as well. Martin's a really smart cookie actually isn't he? He is, he's an amazing guy. Okay so you've been with Tengen for how long? Uh, just over a year now. I joined last December, and this is my second FOSDEM. Okay, so this is my 12th FOSDEM, and I was—I think I gave the first ever keynote here in 2001. So wow. Showing how old <laughs> I am, unfortunately. Okay, so the whole 10-gen journey, it's been, it's been so quick. Uh, I mean, 10 seem to have gone from zero to hero in the cloud community. I keep saying to Tim, everywhere I go, every conference, I see people wearing MongoDB T-shirts or with a, a MongoDB coffee mug. He keeps promising to send me one he hasn't. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we do like to give out the uh, the MongoDB t-shirts and mugs and things. And yeah, we've grown massively. We're just coming up to four years old now since mm -hmm. the first release, and uh, growth has really, really boomed. Red Hat is, of course, one of the investors in, in, in the whole 10 gen success story. But also, we've seen a huge uptake of MongoDB within the whole OpenShift community, the whole three clicks to cloud. I mean, you make the cloud a lot more exciting place to work. Yeah, the whole database is really easy to use, easy to set up, and these cloud platforms allow developers just to really just get in there without worrying too much about what the, how things are going to work, and they can just develop in an agile and quick manner. So coming to an event like FOSDEM, do you find that it allows you to engage with people in the community a lot easier? Or? Yeah, FOSDEM's great. You get a, a huge crowd of different people from totally different backgrounds here. It's not just all neckbeards, it's people from different government... Neckbeards. <laughs> yeah, it's people from different government departments and things. And certain people don't know or haven't really heard about what MongoDB is, and it's great talking to them because mm -hmm. you can see the ideas and the sort of... They get the, the, the look in their eye of the, what they can use the database for and how they can uh, go and use that technology and how it can improve their sort of development and things. I've seen James on your stand looking very excited all weekend. I've tried to avoid him <laughs> for fear that he might explode if I shake his hand. It's, uh, it, it's interesting in the respect that, you know, we've had a lot of people uh, in, get engaged with the OpenShift online experience since we launched it last April. And I think this month we had 6,000 new projects sign up for OpenShift and a huge amount of those are using MongoDB. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's great. The demos that uh, the OpenShift guys that I've seen of all demoing it and, and showing how easy it is to use MongoDB with OpenShift, so that really does help. And, it, and it's reaping dividends there in terms of usage and uptake. Okay, so roadmap for the next version of MongoDB? So 2.4 out is, is going to be out soon. It's going through QA at the moment. We have um, some great new geo features going in so with improved geo indexing. Mm -hmm. um, the aggregation framework has got speed ups and there's lots of smaller improvements just making the database even better and, and simpler to use. Okay, so why do you think there is the increase in the usage of NoSQL technologies? So, well, NoSQL is an interesting term in terms of it covers so many different types of technologies and, mm -hmm. and lots of them have different niches from graph databases to column stores. Whereas MongoDB being a document database can cover and is probably the most flexible uh, sort of Swiss army knife of databases that you can use. And people are using it instead of using sort of relational databases to replace their main operation store. Uh -huh. And it's the flexibility of the data model. You don't have to define a schema up front. It's dynamic. Each document can be different. Uh -huh. And that really allows the users um, the flexibility and the agility to go and develop against it. When I first started out working in Linux and open source in about 1998-1999, we used to find that Linux came in through the back door that very often a CTO would find out the first time he knew about Linux was when he tried to turn it off and lost bind and DHCP or his web server stopped working. Suddenly he realized it's everywhere. Do you find a lot of corporate customers now talking 10 gen? Yeah, the growth of the database is huge. It's, um, it's coming out in new projects through all sorts of corporates. My job as a sort of tech evangelist is to go out in the community and promote and show people how easy it is to use, answer their questions, and really just show people and allow the technology to talk for itself. And now that's getting into the corporate operations and things, and uptake is, is becoming massive. I think as well, when you are an evangelist, part of your role is to empower and strengthen the confidence of those people in the community who are actually working almost in a guerrilla skunk marketing role within these companies to try and push and promote these technologies and to be able to feel that they've got the backup of the guys at TenGen, but also the guys on the community forums as well. Yeah, that's totally right. And uh, we try and make it easy for people and developers to adopt and empower them, really. And part of the initial philosophy for MongoDB was was the easy uptake. It's easy to install, easy to use. You can write any your applications in your native language. And you can, as a developer, can get going. And that's really, really given people the upstart and the impetus to get going and, and start using it. Mm -hmm. And what about, the, the, I, I've been to a couple of your 10-gen community events, the Thames Valley ones. They all seem to be really well attended by very vocal people. Yeah, that's open source for you. It's great. It's, when people get interested and they're passionate, they, generally you'll find someone that leads the way, likes new technology and adopting it, can see the, can re, see the realization of what that can do for them. And they're great evangelists to have out in the community. Okay, well, we've got a, the OpenShift Enterprise version now, which is finally shipping. And again, you know, you look at the stable components which make up the makeup of what you actually want to be able to push to developers to have the Ruby, the Python, et cetera, et cetera, and, you know, your development environment of choice. And things have really changed in the last four or five years where you'd, you'd have a huge amount of companies who were using their chosen weapon, of, uh, their tool of choice for doing development. And MySQL was everywhere prevalent. And it just seems that NoSQL technologies are becoming more day-to-day -day de facto. 
Yeah, I think that, yeah, it's definitely true. Data sets are getting bigger. People are pushing and using more data and more varied types of data into their database. And they need a data store that's going to be flexible and still be able to query it on the ad hoc, get aggregate data out as well. Uh -huh. and, and that's kind of really given the rise to NoSQL and MongoDB and uh, allows d developers to do that. I read an article in the Wall Street Journal about six weeks ago talking about how some of the smaller faster, more agile open source companies were aiding entrepreneurs in the respect that they're giving them and empowering them with the tools to be able to do their job and get to market quicker. I think TenGen have got to be one of the examples of that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the upstart cost and the start to get going and developing is, is small. The development and operations cost of running a MongoDB cluster um, is tiny. The things like the replica sets and high availability and automatic failover really mean that you don't necessarily have to have as many people working on the operation side as you may have had with uh, previous or larger engineering staff. But I think also things like the quality of your documentation helps as well. That's massively important, you're right. And we're always trying to improve that for every single driver language or the core documentation as well. And we've done loads of work in the last year to, to revamp the docs as well. And it's something nice to get feedback on. Well, it's nice to see a success come out of the open source community and 10 are a shining example of that. Ross, thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to do this podcast. I do appreciate it. Cheers, Richard. Thanks.